You were put on the earth for such a time as this, right now, like right now. You are made on purpose, for purpose, and you have the ability to impact the lives of others in a way that only you can do. Do you know that you are God's masterpiece? In case you haven't noticed, um, we are living in the last days, ladies. The Bible is full of prophecies that are aligning with current events, which point to Christ's imminent return. Thank God, right? The question is, are you living in such a way that you have a, a sense of urgency, that time is short, and that people desperately need what you have the solution for? You know, no matter when Christ returns, life is short, right? So how intentional are you about living your life well? How are you using your gifts and talents to impact the lives of others and to fulfill the calling that God has on your life? These are the things whirling around in my head, and that's what I'm going to get into right now. Welcome to Total Thrive. This is where we hang out together and chat about living our best lives as Christian women. I'm a certified Christian life coach, and I'm on a mission to ignite women like you to dream bigger, believe in all that is possible, and totally flourish in your life and your calling and your God-given destiny. And today... I'm on fire to get you on fire to using what God has gifted you to do to make a difference in the lives of others. As I mentioned before, there are a lot of things going on in the world right now that prophetically point to Jesus' return. In fact, there are a lot of things going on in the world that are stirring up a lot of fear in many people. But as followers of Christ, we don't need to live in fear, right? Because we know God's got us, and we know that everything going on is all part of the carefully um, orchestrated plan of God in the Bible. All we need to do is keep our focus on Him, stay tethered to His presence, and live in the peace that goes beyond all natural comprehension. But the thing is, the world doesn't have that kind of peace, which means the world needs what you have. You are the light of the world. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says that you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. So in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You carry within you the light of Jesus, and people are attracted to that light. They may not even know why or how, but they are attracted to something about you. At least they are if you're not hiding your light under a bowl. Um, are you hiding your light under a bowl? Don't hide your light under a bowl, and don't tell me that you don't have any gifts or talents. 1 Peter 4.10 says that each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. It doesn't say those of you um, who happen to have gifts should use them. It says that each of you should use whatever gift you um, have. And if you don't know what your gifts are and or you don't know what you're called to, I have a free Discover Your Purpose guide that you can grab right now to help you get clarity on your unique purpose, calling, and God-given destiny. So click the link in the show description to access that. Also, right now would be a really great time for you to tap that like button, which would help spread this video to more women, thereby impacting the lives for the kingdom. I'm pretty sure that God's calling you right now to boop that like button. You see what I did there? Okay, so let's talk about the parable of the talents. This is, of course, Jesus speaking. And I don't know about you, but when Jesus speaks, I listen. Okay, so Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse 14, it says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. 
and to the one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. Pay attention to that part, because he gave them according to their own ability. And then he immediately went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded them and made another five talents. So he took what he had, invested it to grow it into an even bigger, more impactful talent. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. So he just took what he had been given and buried it. Or you could say he just put a bull over his light, right? Um, I'm just going to tell you right now that there is construction going across right outside my window. So if you're hearing sawing and hammering, that's what that's all about. <laughs> so we're just going to keep going. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered me five talents. Look, I have gained you five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant, for you are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter the joy of the Lord. Notice how there's joy in the Lord when we invest our talents. Verse 22 says, He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. He was afraid to invest his talent. So I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Basically, um, Lord, I put a bowl over my head. I put a bowl over my light. Look, there you have what is yours. But the Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. If you invest in the talents God has given you, he will give even more to you. You will have in abundance. But do you really want to be the wicked and lazy servant? Um, of course you don't, right? So what are some practical examples of how you could use your gifts? Living with purpose and fulfilling calling can look like a lot of different things. For me, I'm fulfilling calling as a mom, um, a grandmother, a worship leader, and building a kingdom business, coaching women to dream, achieve, and flourish in their God-given destiny. I use my gifts of speaking and writing to ignite women like you to seek God first, to delight in Him and how you live your life, and to pursue your purpose. But fulfilling purpose also means simply being available to Holy Spirit to use wherever I go. This is something that um, I'm intentionally working on being better at, to be mindful of. I'm actually in a school of ministry right now where we're talking about this right now, just literally being ready for a divine encounter with people just randomly throughout the day, you know, where we can be used to share the love of Jesus with them, whether that's a cashier at Trader Joe's or a young mother at a playground who seems to be having a rough day. Maybe it's just asking someone if you can pray for them. 
um, speaking a timely word of encouragement or engaging in a conversation that ultimately leads to sharing the gospel with them. So basically, being aware of the people that you encounter and being tethered to Holy Spirit's leading, wherever that might be. For you, that might be in your workplace. Billy Graham is famous for saying that he believed that one of the next great moves of God is going to be through believers in the workplace. Are you the believer in a workplace who is available to Holy Spirit, or are you hiding your light under a bowl? Do you go to church on Sunday and maybe Bible study on Wednesday and your light is all shiny when you're in those environments and around other believers? Or is your light shining where it's darkest and needs to shine the most? Remember, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never distinguish it. John 1, 5. Be the light that cannot be extinguished. When Jesus sent out the 12 disciples, the 12 guys who had been following him around, watching him do incredible things and leaning into Jesus' example, Jesus decided it was time for them to go out and do what he'd been teaching them how to do all along. So he said in Matthew 10, 7 and 8, Go announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. Um, whoa! Okay, first of all, notice the part about announcing that the kingdom of heaven is near. And remember what I said about living in the last days, living with an urgency that using our talents matters, and it matters urgently. Second of all, Jesus didn't just tell them to go out and dip their toes into ministry, to have nice conversations with people and, and pray for people. He full-on said, heal them, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Then he says, give as freely as you have received. They had been receiving for a long time, receiving all the teaching and modeling that they needed to go out and do what they witnessed Jesus doing. It's all right there in the Bible. We just need to do what Jesus did. In fact, in John 14, 12, he tells them, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I have done and even greater works. So <laughs> I dare you, girl, dare to do the impossible. Dare to believe that Jesus can use you to do crazy, amazing things because you are designed on purpose, for purpose, and you are a masterpiece. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Ephesians 2.10 God carefully designed and created you to be a masterpiece, like the Mona Lisa. You're like the Mona Lisa, a carefully crafted, beautiful work of art that people travel around the world just to get a view of. But really, you're so much better than the Mona Lisa. I mean, obviously. I've actually seen the Mona Lisa in the Louvre in Paris, and man, is that painting tiny compared to the giant, massive wall that it's hanging on, and it's just this little tiny thing hanging on the wall all by itself. But in that room, it was the all-consuming center of attention. The room where it hung was jam-packed with people slowly working their way through the front of the crowd to get a glimpse of this famous masterpiece up close. And you are a masterpiece. You attract others to your light because you have something that they don't have. They have fear, but you have peace. They are lost, but you are found. They are dead, basically, but you have eternal life. You are the solution to someone's problem. Your light cannot be extinguished. You are here in this time in history for such a time as this. God has set you in strategic places where you can shine your light and impact the world by fulfilling the purpose that he planned for you way back before you were even born. 
check out episode four slash um, the video that I'm pointing to right now on defining and fulfilling purpose if you want to dive in more. And again, if you haven't grabbed that free Discover Your Purpose guide, that's in the link in the description below. Now off you go, girl. Shine your light for Jesus this week as you endeavor to live your best life as a Christian woman. <laughs>